2: Episode 128 is brand new of Tags Podcast and sponsored by Blue Chew. Get your first order of Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TAGS, T A G S. Go to bluechew.com and learn more about it a little later in this episode. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex. I am your host, Steve Rodriguez. This is episode 128, people. And I'm very excited. I'm actually traveling right now. I've been to London, currently in Scotland, as I like to say. I just left Glasgow and here in Edinburgh right now. And joining me um, is somebody, a travel friend of mine, actually my sister, here to talk about traveling here, but also... She's going to be talking to me about our recent pilot episode that we've been talking so much about. Say hello to Vivian. Hey, how are you?
3: Hey there. I'm great. How are you?
2: Great. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. First of all, we'll get into shooting our TV pilot episode recently because I wanted to kind of give people an insight on what we did, why we did it, and some things you can expect. Also, a little bit later on the show, we're going to share with you One of the interviews that I did with Terrence Crawford. People may remember Terrence Crawford on a previous episode. We've certainly talked about his current film that's on VOD, Crystal City. You can see it everywhere. He had the film at Newfest playing during the weekend that we shot the TV pilot for Tag's podcast. So we'll get into that. You'll be able to hear that portion of the TV pilot And, but first, let's get into it. Um, First, what do you think, what's your thoughts about our traveling in London and and then Scotland?
3: Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, we started in London. Uh, We went to go see our favorite Lisa Stansfield all around the world.
2: Exactly. So Mm -hmm. good. How good was she?
3: She was amazing. I mean, this was her 30th anniversary for the album Affection. With and. the
2: quintessential song that most people hopefully will yes. know all Absolutely. around the world.
3: Absolutely. Uh, and we, we actually have been all around the world to see her. Uh, we saw her last year in Paris. Then we saw her in Amsterdam. And then we saw her in San Francisco. I think you saw her in L.A.
2: Previously, originally in, in Berlin. Berlin. Yes.
3: Yeah. So we are yeah what you would call super fans of Lisa Stansfield. Uh, but it was... Not only was it her 30th anniversary, which was exciting, and we love her, but it was at Royal Albert Hall, which I've never been to, and it's quintessential place to hear somebody. The Beatles played there. She played there 30 years ago. So I was excited just to go into the building, and it was amazing.
2: Oh, my God. Such an iconic venue like i said to see a concert we were third row very lucky to get these great tickets it was actually on halloween october 31st yeah
3: Yeah, which was amazing
2: and you always wonder when you travel do other people celebrate the holiday like we do certainly that we're about to have thanksgiving they don't celebrate that here obviously Mm -hmm. and interestingly enough i was told prior to heading here that no just it's for the kids the kiddies (laughs) <laughs> and actually, there, I would say the kitties yeah. and the gays.
3: The, the kitties and the gays. There were definitely people dressed up. I And think, some younger uh, people. And some younger people, yeah. I mean, I think they celebrated. They represented when we went to a couple restaurants. People had makeup and various costumes here and there. But it's not as big as we have it in the United States. But it, there, was, it was great.
2: There was a gaggle of gays at the Lisa concert <laughs> yeah, exactly. that had their horned rim double ears on yeah. that I couldn't resist saying happy Halloween to. And everybody was just lovely. Yeah. We stayed in the Shoreditch area of London, yeah, which we fun. really enjoyed. If you think of Shoreditch, if anyone knows New York, to me it feels a little bit like the Lower East Side of New York, yeah, perhaps, so. As um, but certainly its own thing.
3: Yeah, I think one of the uh, taxi drivers said to us that, you know, uh, That it's the real London, you know, the real Londoners live there. Um, So I kind of liked it. It was very neighborhood like people were super friendly there. Um, We stayed at the Nobu, which was amazing, beautiful. Um, Everybody was very cool there, but we had a great time.
2: And a big shout out to Martin, who listens to Tag's podcast, who we were fortunate enough to meet Mm -hmm. out one night uh, always great meeting listeners when we're traveling, and we when I get out of my home base of New York. Um, loved, loved meeting Martin and talking about all things here um, in London. It was just so fun.
3: Yeah, and interestingly enough, Martin is from Glasgow, I think. Is yes, that right? exactly. Yeah. So, um, which kind of takes us to our travels from London. Uh, we wanted to go to Scotland. Um, we took the train over. Yeah, took the train over to Glasgow, which was about a four and a half hour or so yeah. ride. Um, beautiful. We got to see some of the countryside coming over. Um, and Glasgow was amazing. I mean, oh, yes. really love the people there. Super friendly, Um very city. I mean, if, you, you know, if you're a New Yorker or if you're in any big city, I think we got a flavor for what um, Scotland is like in Glasgow.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely a lot more nightlife, yeah. city vibe, mm-hmm. excellent food. Yeah, We loved, uh, I think we went to a place uh a night spot oh yeah
3: called swing swing yeah it was it was fun um and and in fact uh the band that was playing there everybody was dressed up yes the band had encouraged people to come uh in their in their garb and so it was fun to see and hang out with those people they did a lot of r&b a lot of motown songs uh stevie wonder the the woman that was singing was had a great voice so we had definitely a
2: a northern soul yep kind of voice very Amy Winehouse Mm -hmm. uh sound to her excellent
3: yeah that was fun I
2: loved it yeah we're currently in rainy Edinburgh right now uh but it's beautiful so far and we're gonna get out a little bit later and for the next few days so if you're here in Edinburgh I'm here till November 7th so shout out to me would love to hear from you and maybe we could meet up as well um, so I wanted to bring you on the show, Vivian, as my sister, not only because you're my sister, but right. because you helped me co-produce and ultimately direct the Tags Podcast TV Absolutely. show that we put together August, oh, excuse me, October twenty sixth, right? A couple Saturdays ago, yep. And we put it together because, as many of you know, we have done some live streaming broadcasts, right? We've done them at Rebar in New York City. At your,
3: at your place? At my place,
2: my studio, which I think the last one we did gave us a good insight mm-hmm. into what the TV show could possibly be. Yeah. We had a studio audience that time. And we really created various vignettes, not vignettes, but I did an opening monologue yep. in this pilot. And then we moved on to a one-on-one interview with Terrence Crawford.
3: Right. It was, I, I mean, I would say it's, um, we had these different segments, you know, uh, on the podcast, you guys do a great job of doing bantering between yourselves. But when, you know, when you have a visual set, uh, we took advantage of that. Uh, we uh, shot it at uh, the Actors Workshop in yes. New York. Actors Theater tw- Workshop. Actors Theater Workshop on 28th Street. And we kind of, I mean, if you've ever seen Bill Maurer, we kind of did it in the essence where he does the stand-up and then he goes and does an interview and then he comes to the panel. Uh, he does, you know, politics, hot topics, and we did hot gay topics. So Hot gay sex topics. Hot gay sex topics. So it was great. We, um, although we shot it and it wasn't live, we did have a live audience. So that we was did. kind of fun.
2: It made it a lot of fun. Some of, we also did taking a little note from if anyone ever watches the wendy williams show right. she does ask wendy mm-hmm. we did ask us our panel and myself yep. some sex advice questions we got some great great people asking questions
3: yeah and and oh and we had dr goldstein who you listeners out there probably know you've heard dr goldstein on air before um so we had him live in, Yes. uh the audience members also asked him questions, and you interviewed him, Steve, and the doctor is amazing. I loved him, so it was it was fun to have him on the set.
2: Exactly, and just to share with you some of the topics we talked about in the Hot Gay Sex Topics, uh, you know... I think when we were talking about what topics, we probably shot more than we Mm -hmm. need, although we're currently in the editing process of this. One of the ones that I thought would be fun to start with was on a higher note and and having myself, (laughs) my panel consisted of Jeremy Ross Lopez, who you know from the show here, and we brought on Lincoln, who's been on the show for good measure to round it all out. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I wanted to do a topic to start that was on a higher note and I thought let's just share some of our best sex stories (laughs) and the three of us came up with a story that was unique to all of us um I think that brought some laughs to the whole yeah
3: each of you I mean they're I mean if you've listened to the show you know they're all three different personalities so You know, Jeremy had a fun story and you talked about something. I should
2: just share mine real quick just to give people. My story really consisted of, I went way back to 2002. (laughs) I was telling the story that I was in a fashion show that was sponsored by Nike. Mm -hmm. And I remember in rehearsal, it was a huge, long runway for Macy's Passport, a big show. And this was the Nike segment. So I remember the models and I all showed up and they we kind of had street clothes on. Right. And they said, okay, don't ruin the surface of the runway. Take off your shoes. Right. So we're just in our socks. And music that they were going to use in the segment is blurring loud. It's like, I forget 20 foot long.
3: It was pretty long. Pretty long runway. runway.
2: Mm-hmm. And they had us simulating as if we were about to.
3: Like track. It was just like you yeah, were running. Like, like sprinting. Sprint. Yeah, sprint.
2: And they had us go in segments and then turn around and run back and sprint again. Right. This is the very beginning of the whole rehearsal for Macy's Passport. And in the process of running and sprinting, I felt like a two by four had hit my calf. Yikes. And all of I fell and I tried to get up and I couldn't seem to get up well lo and behold my Achilles tendon had ruptured which is sounds horrible but it's essentially when if you rupture your Achilles tendon it almost doesn't hurt it just snaps and that little piece that keeps from your heel to your as you're cringing over there I am. <laughs> it kind of rolls up your up your calf and that's the only thing that really keeps you from keeps you standing essentially right, okay. so you have to kind of you have to go to the hospital and you have to have surgery immediately and it's a seven or eight week long on crutches with the boot and you <laughs> and i'm saying boot because we keep seeing boots the boots the drugstore here yeah. pharmacy <laughs> but anyways long story short i wasn't able to do the show we go to i had a trip planned one of my first trips to europe and we were going to be going to italy including venice i decided not to cancel the trip go with my crutches and if anyone knows venice it's a city built on cobblestones and, and water, water and, water, and yeah, bridges <laughs> bridges but i've powered through it everyone i even got in the gondolas which worked for me but I do remember a night we were going out and a friend of mine who was along for the trip said, let's go to this gay bar. Well, I wasn't feeling my my best that night and hobbling around all day. I was a bit tired and I thought, oh, I don't want to go, but everyone convinced me. And again, if you know anything about Europe and Rome and all these places it's you don't just walk into a door it was like two steps down flat get into the bar two steps up into a crowded bar full of romans and it was rowdy and you know my underarms were sore and sweaty (laughs) from just hobbling around the city just i was a little bit of a grouch and not into it not feeling my finest and cutest but (laughs) but across the room is this beautiful Roman guy with piercing blue eyes. And he? my friend said, that guy's looking at you. And he ultimately came over. We started chatting. And he finally said, well, would you like to go home? So I was like, oh, but my crutches. And so I ended up going over. He has a... Vespa. A Vespa. Of course, he's Italian. Yes.
3: And it was red.
2: It was red, and he's. I said, "Oh, but what about the the crutches?" And he says, "Oh, no problem, no problem." And he just picks them up and puts them on the side. They fit perfectly on the side. He told only me, "Only
3: to... you, only you could find somebody when you're on crutches and find a man to go home with." On a Vespa. <laughs> yeah exactly
2: and I likened it to Roman Holiday for <laughs> right. some of you listeners that know some of the classic films with yeah. Audrey Hepburn if you haven't check it out the funny thing was Jeremy was listening oh, yeah. to this yeah. And he shouted out, "What movie?" I don't know oh. what the
3: movie was, but something with Hilary Duff. which yeah. <laughs> obviously we're talking. What are you talking about? He goes, "Oh, romantic. like Hilary
2: Duff?" And I <laughs> "No, said, no, not like Hilary Duff." Apparently, Hilary goes to Somewhere, Europe in some, know. you know, yeah. Disney film. Didn't see it. And I said, "No." <laughs> and so, anyways, it made mean for a good. Even with my cast, I yeah. still had hot gay sex with this boy. <laughs> to this day, I mind you. I found him on Facebook, Marco. Marco. And he's doing great in Rome still and yeah. still looks great. Yeah. Might, okay. I might say. Yeah. So that was fun and we kind of shared all of our gay sex stories, positive ones that yeah. we had. Yeah. I
3: think I think it came out really well. I mean, of course I was behind the cameras um but everybody enjoyed the stories. I mean, these guys can banter like nobody's business, as you know. So exactly, um, yeah. And I think Lincoln dug out a story from the archives, which was yes. funny. But yeah, everybody had a really good, fun story. So we had a good time.
2: Right. And we went into other topics like bottom shaming, which was, I think, was a really good one. And we talked about, um, of course strippers and go-go boys which was a lot of fun we reiterated one of our topics that we've talked about our porn consumption and certainly talked about STIs, right. and so it was really good.
3: Yeah, and I think, I think the audience had some great questions for, for you and the panel and Dr. Goldstein, so it was, it was, a, it was a magnificent shoot, and we're going to be packaging that up and shopping it around, so hopefully in the near future, you'll get to see all these guys on TV.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We will keep you posted on that, and real quick, what was yeah. it like as your directorial debut Directing a three camera shoot.
3: Yeah. Well, let's just say that uh, it was a lot of work. Yeah. um, But I had this phenomenal crew. By the way, shout out to any of you guys who are listening. Crew members, you guys made it happen. I mean, everybody was on point. So, everybody, everybody. We had a great, great team to work with us. And you had David helping you. And we had Alex, you know, warming up the audience. So, it was great. I mean, we had a limited amount of time to be in this theater uh, and we had to be out by six and it's kind of one of those things where you don't have a choice to go over time. So we had, uh, Sasha, one of our crew members was keeping me on point with the time and, um, you know, getting us all, uh, rounded up to have, you know, to make it to our deadline. Great lighting person. Great lighting. Anders was great at lighting, um, you know, great sound, great camera people. Keith was our DP.
2: Keith, if you remember, if you go to our website, Keith M Presents, yeah. did, does really good profiles on gay entrepreneurials. Mm-hmm. I was his second feature. It's on our YouTube channel. You can see it. Uh, the reason I really wanted to work with him, other than being so talented and being a nice Extremely guy, talented. is his camera work is extraordinary. And Very. I knew he would be able to be a great, uh, director of photography helping us out with a th- three camera shoot which was integral to our vision.
3: Yeah absolutely so I mean it couldn't have gone better we uh, you know the audience members added to it um, you know we gave them a little wine so they were yes. happy a uh, little little Halloween candy. Halloween candy for good measure. <laughs> um, so yeah no, it went great and Kai over at the theater um, hooked us up and got us taken care of and we were out of there by six so you know we Schlepped over from from your apartment. We schlepped all the stuff over to 28th to the theater, and we schlepped it back, and we were all done by what 6:30. So exactly, it was fantastic.
2: Exactly, without. Well,
0: Baseball fans. BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick any area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a
2: That's great. Um, before I left, and before we get into the interview that we did with Terrence Crawford in just a sec, uh, before I left, I actually managed to get a date in. <laughs> yeah.
3: Again, only you can, you know, <laughs> carve that time to have a date in between a production and travel to uh, the UK. Yeah,
2: This guy was really great. Uh, hopefully I'll see him when I get back because it ended up going well. We were laughing that... We kind of did things like many of us gays do backwards, but in a current era where dating seems almost obsolete, it was refreshing, and I think we were both happy. He had admitted that recently all he meets on the apps or when he goes out are guys that are in relationships already, but they have an open relationship, and I've certainly... Met many guys like that too, and that's fine. If certainly if they have an open relationship, but it doesn't do anything for the possibility that's of true. dating them. It's
3: called a dating app, not yeah.
2: I mean exactly. Yeah. And, and this guy and I met at a place that's it's called the Cock. So if that says anything, <laughs> and uh, or actually we met at the Eagle in New York City, but it was on Jockstrap night ah. and a very Got flirty, to see the fun, fris- fr- frisky night on jockstrap wednesdays you can imagine so we kind of went we saw the goods and did all that first but then decided uh we started making out and enjoyed making out which led to exchanging of phone numbers which led to would you like to go on a date (laughs) (laughs) and we we kept joking on how wow you look great but different with your clothes on (laughs) um but we had a great conversation and i think we were both happy that you know we made it to the dating process
3: yeah i mean that's fantastic right i mean the, if you can avoid the dating apps which i wish i could i mean this yes. world is a little bit different so i don't get the luxury of you know meeting at whatever jockstrap the ver- whatever the <laughs> yeah. sexual version of that would be but um but yeah i mean if you can meet somebody more organically i think that's cool right um, just i don't have the luxury of doing that so i have to use the silly dating apps but
2: exactly and then to find out that both of you are because one of the things and you might be able to tap into this a little bit since you're on the dating apps or just meeting people is to come to the realization that wow he asked me literally on text are you single and I said yes he's like really you're single and I said yes I am and I think he almost couldn't believe it. And so here, two single people finally meet <laughs> and are available and interested. And, yeah. you know, who knows how it'll go from here on out. But we had yeah. a great date. Um, well,
3: I mean, okay, good point. So it seems like you're stating the obvious that he asked you that, you know, are you single? But I'll tell you what, I have learned that I have to ask that question. Because I go on the dating apps. And the same thing, I if you don't ask that question... Down the road, all of a sudden, a wife comes on and starts texting you. like Which, you've of, had that yes, story. Yes, I've had that. A recent yes, story. Yes, a recent story where a wife, uh, I was. this was a pilot, and there you know, those pilots travel around. We're going back and forth. He was coming to San Francisco. He lived in LA. And I was like, hey, when are you coming to, to San Francisco? You know, was it Sunday? And all of a sudden, I get this text back. Um, from his wife. Oh, <laughs> so shit. yeah, yeah. So, so asking, "Are you single?" is the number one thing if you're on a dating app.
2: Exactly. Particularly, I mean, if it's just sex, I think it probably doesn't matter. But I if two, yeah. but it's you kind of want to know. And in this case, this guy and I had we kind of went backwards, saw yeah, the good. goods, yeah. and then at the same evening, were making out, right, and right. thought enough to want to exchange numbers. No, I so. Think that's great. We did want to go on a date, but we won't want to go on a date if we think that the person... No. Even if they're cool with that, I don't want to go on a date that's involved with somebody else. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's kind of a waste of time, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Um, And thank you for directing this episode of Tags Podcast TV. It
3: was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I can't wait to see you know, the finished product. So it'll be
2: nice. And again, shout out to everybody that helped and supported. whether Absolutely. You, I got a lot of you sending just your positive wishes and yep. thank you for all that. It, it turns out it works. It so does. we are going to work really hard the rest of this year, editing it, putting it together, shopping it in January, and hopefully exactly. we'll have some answers. Um, next year to get this out and about
3: check it out
2: thank you vivian
3: thank you for inviting me on the show
2: absolutely we're going to take a quick break and when i come back we'll share with you the one interview uh from terrence crawford that will appear just the audio at least that will appear on the pilot and so we'll be right be right back with that Steve Rodriguez here just after my Tags podcast TV pilot traveling in London and Scotland for some much-needed R&R and ready to get laid by a hot Brit or Scot. Want to know what I didn't forget to pack in my luggage? Yep, you guessed it, my Blue Chew. You never know who you're going to meet when you're traveling, and so far I can tell there's plenty of hot, sexy men in both spots. With Blue Chew, I know I'll have extra added confidence whenever I meet someone I'm into as a performance enhancement. Why? Because Blue Chew has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis and can be taken on a full or empty stomach. So before I left, I did an easy breezy online consultation which was free with a Blue Chew affiliated physician. It only took a few minutes and if you qualify, you get prescribed quickly, which it's sent to you in discreet packaging. Blue Chew gives you confidence in bed every time you and your partner, or whoever you meet, will love it. So here's a great deal for you. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free. Use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Just pay for that $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code TAGS. Chew it and do it.
4: Hey,
1: Steve. Great
2: to see you, Terry. Glad to be here. Absolutely, have a seat. So your film, which I loved, crystal, oh, thank you. C- absolutely. And crystal City, follows several gay men here in New York City addicted to crystal meth, and you yourself are a former, or how do you say it, And are you still an addict? or?
4: Right, so that was my experience. I consider myself an addict in recovery, so I started using in 2013 and ultimately uh, decided to get clean in 2015 and have been mostly successful with a few bumps along the road.
2: One of the things I really loved about your film is you don't so much follow the addicts but you follow the sobriety of it and which I think is a positive uplifting direction of your film.
4: Right so I don't know if you've noticed but there have been other films about crystal meth and crystal meth addiction in the media in the last 10 or so years. I mean you could start with Breaking Bad but there's also this film Chemsex following um, the crystal meth addiction epidemic in London and those films are successful in diagnosing the problem but what they don't do is focus on how people get better because you know there's a lot of stigma associated with bottoming out and you know using drugs and sort of like the damage that it does to a person but i think it's counterintuitive if you don't also pair that with you know the solutions that people can use to escape their using and then ultimately get better and so i wanted this film to sort of like fill this vacuum where there wasn't any films about recovery To show people that you know crystal meth addicts are overwhelmingly creative when they get clean, you know they're artistic, they're businessmen, they're doctors, they're lawyers, you know they're the um, you know movers and shakers, the epitome of society, just like you know anyone that you would meet in the street, and I think that's important to let people know that it's not necessarily uh, the the kid in the trailer park losing his teeth that looks twenty years older. It's you know. Uh, it's people maybe, you meet every day, yeah.
2: I like how you say artistic, because I would imagine you just made this film, successful film, it's showing at New Fest, it's doing really well. Did you find making the film very cathartic to in, in following these, or was it somewhat, I don't know, right. detrimental? It
4: was extremely cathartic, actually, when you, since you brought it up. Uh, I first pitched this film as a short film in my uh, NYU production class uh, when I was a senior there, and I was so afraid to tell the class or tell the professors what the topic even was, because I was afraid they would judge me for being interested in it, being a recovering crystal meth addict myself, and just that they would treat me differently. And I know a lot of addicts out there, um, are they go through the same thing, where they feel like if I'm open about my experience, people might look down on me, not trust me, you know, and that the relationship might change. And why I'm so open about my own experience, in addition to promoting the film, is that I think it's important to get the word out about you know, addicts living successfully in recovery, and that people who have addicts in their own lives you know, treat those people with more compassion.
2: Well, there's so many great stories, and I encourage everyone to watch it. It's currently on video on demand. But there is one subject that doesn't fare so well in the mix. His name is Christian. right? And not giving away too much with the film, But he doesn't fare so well. And obviously, that's a common story. That's why we have an epidemic, not just here in New York, but across the states. What can you tell us about Christian? And did you relate to any of what you saw in Christian when you were in in your own um, dealing with this?
4: Right. So as you described, Christian is the character in the film that uh, continues to use drugs and ultimately does not get clean by the end of the film. And I first met him in recovery and i became his friend when he was sober originally and it was very difficult to watch him go through that process of falling back into using and you know bottoming out and contracting hiv and you know becoming getting arrested essentially at a sex party and um, ultimately the reason that i empathize with christian in addition to him being my friend and why i thought he was an interesting subject to follow is that you know no matter what circumstances he encounters he feels like he's in control of his destiny that as a coping mechanism, he wants people to uh, look up to him as like a person capable of handling whatever comes their way. And he felt that when he started using, again, people uh, that, you know, that were his friends fell by the wayside and that he couldn't um, you know, rely on them anymore and that uh, you know, people were looking down on him and forgetting him and not reaching out to him as much. And so by participating in the film, he really wanted people to see that he was in control of his life and so you know, he was when, aware when I, of it. So okay. that he was aware of it. And when I was using and you know, in my in the depths of my own addiction, I wanted people to, you know, I I wanted to have that same connection with people. And I felt that, you know, the, the worst part about addiction is that your friends and family fall away and you get you get left behind by society. And I think Christian just really wanted to be seen and I felt for him.
2: And we don't really know to this day what's going on with him?
4: We don't know for sure. Uh he is Most likely still using, but um, we haven't been in touch with him since his number got uh, uh, blocked.
2: Got it, got it. Um, Well, there's a recent Democratic donor. It was a big headline in the stories, Ed Buck. He was a Democratic donor who was indicted on two fatal overdoses of crystal meth that he provided to guys, and two of these guys overdosed, and one of them actually died while he was providing them, two of them,
4: them died. Actually, uh, Jamel Moore and Timothy Dean, I believe.
2: Exactly, and interestingly enough, they were all black. And I don't need you to necessarily, if you want to comment on this Ed Buck, but it really is infiltrating our community in so many ways. I mean, here we're thinking a huge Democratic donor um, is, you know, doing such good, but in reality, he's, you know, lasciviously going behind her backs. But one of the things in your film that you talk about is people preying on our community for money, for sex, in exchange for meth. Can you just talk a little bit about that?
4: Right. So uh, Ed Buck is sort of an anomaly in that um, while he was a major Democratic donor, he was also a serial sexual predator who turned violent and was forcibly injecting meth into his victims. And while he was luring them in with the promise of sex for money, like the traditional escort situation, uh, what turned out to be like a much more uh, like dark and um, you know dangerous situation than they expected is not typical of what crystal meth addicts uh, ex- encounter encounter on a day to day basis, like you know in New York or anywhere else. I think there, however, I think the dynamic that is prevalent is older gay men, for instance, who maybe come out later in life. Uh, they don't have those sexual templates in the media about that they can follow to see how they'll behave as an out gay person and so they're just looking for a way to participate and you know I feel for them because you know gay culture values youth and beauty and sexuality and if you're coming out later in life and you don't know how to how to participate or engage you're looking for a way to buy in right and so there is this sort of like unspoken quid pro quo that develops between young people that are looking for drugs and older guys that can afford the drugs but might need some help getting sex, and the two... It's a uh, vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle, because I don't think either are necessarily, like, ill-intentioned, and while there is this disparity in the power dynamic between an older person with more money and a younger person without, I think, ultimately, it's, you know, it's not... Um, it's not... Uh, sorry, I'm losing my thought. It's its not, like, a vicious... Uh, intention, right?
2: Exactly. And, and I know we talked offline after we did the original podcast that you said you wish you could have gone a little bit more in depth with maybe the trans community in crystal meth addiction or various ethnic groups and the meth addiction, which oftentimes are the major targets, like in this Ed Buck. Right. And there's only so much time you had in your film, too. But it was something you were concerned about,
4: correct? Right. Um, so this problem is getting worse in the black and Latinx communities, like more so even than the white or Asian communities. And we see, uh, you know, Crystal Matthews skyrocketing 200, 300% year to year in terms of like usage overall. And uh, certainly like in, a, in another follow-up film, we're going to cover how this affects the, the black and Latinx and trans communities more specifically, although the subjects in our film are diverse and I think their experiences are uh they come from a wide array of backgrounds, and you know I think that you can still take away a lot from their experiences.
2: Well, Terrence, I love it. I love the film. The film is called Crystal City. You can currently see it on video on demand on most platforms, correct?
4: Right. Amazon Prime, iTunes, Roku, the works. And
2: congratulations! You're showing at NewFest, and yes. doing, and it's sold out. It's so. sold out. So so congratulations you to tickets. him on that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Terrence, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Steve. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. I want to thank my sister, Vivian Mead, my travel partner, and my co-producer of Tax Podcast TV, weighing in on producing that TV pilot. We'll keep you posted. I also want to thank Terrence Crawford. You can see his film, Crystal City. It's available on all video-on-demand platforms. I really encourage you to listen or watch it. It's such a great documentary and so important for our community to see what he's doing on that by the way follow us on social media and keep up with me as i travel here in london and in Scotland. i love to say that as i travel follow me at tags podcast t-a-g-s podcast and keep up with me and for now and in the meantime continue having hot gay sex
0: Triple or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotion section to access the swing for the fences free to play game. You'll score a prize if you hit a single, double, triple, or home run. There's nothing more exciting than going yard, so swing for the fences with the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on the market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.